Welcome to the Hidden Orchard Podcast. On this podcast, we will explore the deeper concepts and the intersection of Jewish wisdom, the New Testament, and science. We will bring you fascinating insights from the ancient and modern sources, all with the goal of improving and getting the most out of life. Visit our website at thehiddenorchard.com to subscribe to our newsletter and get more information like this. Now, today's episode. To the best of my knowledge, no legal system on earth holds verbal insults and thought crimes in the same category as more egregious crimes like murder and adultery. However, in the spiritual economy of the Bible, these are very much connected, but in a way that's not so apparent to many. A large part of this reason is related to spiritual impurity, a topic we've spoken about quite often on The Hidden Orchard. This principle is reinforced throughout the Hebrew Bible and also carried through the New Testament. And the lesson's always the same. We must be vigilant and determined to develop and guard our spiritual purity. Now, a few months ago, we covered key Musar topics in a four-part series. And you can find that on the YouTube page or thehiddenorchard.com. You can scroll through and find that as well. We looked at how imbalanced character traits can be incredibly damaging to a person's spiritual state. And if left unchecked, it can negatively impact their entire community. Now, the sages tell us that evil speech and baseless hatred cause the destruction of the second temple and have prolonged this exile of which we're still enduring. Rabbi Chaim Vital makes an unsettling statement in the work Gates of Holiness. Here's what he says. Negative character traits are actually much worse than transgressions themselves. That's a very bold statement. But he goes on to explain that unrectified character traits remain an ever-present evil in our system, influencing our thoughts, words, and deeds. And among the most damaging, you could say, and the most prolific, is that of the abuse of speech, also known as Lashon Hara. As important as this topic is, until the late 1800s, no work focused on simplifying how one might begin to guard their speech. In the 1870s, Rabbi Meir Kagan produced his classic work, Chafetz Chaim. In this work, he details the qualifying categories and examples of evil speech and various strategies to avoid it. In this work, though, we learn about the dangers of gossip, slander, and lies, the prominent categories, but he also elaborates on violations that might fly under our radar. And we're going to look at some of those in this article. For example, he teaches that evil speech is not always meant to deceive, even if what we're saying is 100% true, but casts somebody in a negative light, then we're not permitted to speak it publicly. What makes this extra dangerous is that we naturally inculcate a listener into the equation, causing them to sin. This can be considered a violation of the prohibition against stumbling others. Of course, if we give somebody information and they act on it, whatever comes of that, we take a portion of that blowback. Uh, Embarrassing others. He says, something that could potentially embarrass somebody else is not permitted. Even if they embarrassed you first, your best recourse is to let it go and not share it with others. Forget about it. And we have an article about that, uh, accepting insults with joy and the great spiritual blessing that comes from that. Arguments. It's very common in the interfaith space, especially the space that we operate in, to engage in arguments. It could happen any day of the week. Though potentially intended for good, an argument could put both sides at risk of many violations, such as anger, more evil speech, misrepresenting information, arguing from a place of ego, 
embarrassing others, arrogance, and much more. We have to tread very lightly. This is why the sages warned that we should always ensure our arguments are for the sake of heaven and that there is mutual openness to learning. If indeed we're arguing with someone who's only looking to argue, then there's no positive outcome that will come from it. And it's actually a mitzvah to keep silent and not engage in that situation. So we have to be discerning. And this idea can be found in the rabbinic literature and also in the gospels as well. As we mentioned above, an often forgotten component of our speech includes the listener. The Torah forbids us from believing and sharing evil speech. So if we speak Lashon Hara and uh, evil speech to someone who listens and spreads it, the results of that are doubly credited to the speaker. Consider a friend telling you that their boss is a jerk. Now, after these stories, one after another, you've only heard one side of the story. Imagine how your posture might reflect a predetermined opinion of this person if you were to ever meet them. Though you're loyal to your friend, you must be careful not to let their perspective cause you to judge someone negatively, particularly if you've never met them. And this comes into the category of judging others favorably, another topic we've written about on the website. The Chafetz Chaim shares a tip to avoid a significant amount of Lashon Hara, and it's this, simply judge others favorably. Don't always assume the worst. In short, if we assume the best of someone, then we can give them the benefit of the doubt and we're less likely to speak ill of them. Here's an example. Consider you're on the way to work and someone speeds past you on the road. Instead of assuming the worst and muttering idiot under your breath, instead give them the benefit of doubt. Maybe they're late to work. Maybe they're on the way to the hospital to visit a loved one. We just don't know. And if you do give them the benefit of the doubt, you're less likely to make up a story or a narrative in your mind that supports your judgment. And often, we may relay that story, if it's notable enough, and spread that Lashon Hurrah and make a judgment call, and you see how it goes. It continues to snowball. Even if it's not the case, it's less likely that you'll think negatively of them and cause damage to yourself in the process. Just let it go. For now, let's consider these ideas and plan to improve how we use our gift of speech. Little by little, we can make progress. And the sages tell us heaven will help us if we put in a little bit of effort. And if you're interested in beginning, consider purchasing the book, The Daily Companion to the Chafetz Chaim. It's a very easy to digest book. It's accessible, it's pocket-sized, and I highly recommend it. It makes the, the lessons very easy. That's it for now. Make sure you visit the website. We have links and sources and quotes available in this article if you go to the show notes. And make sure you subscribe to the website. We have a lot more content coming. I have probably 50 or 60 articles drafted many of which I'm very excited about, but I have to slowly release them so that I don't inundate our uh, subscriber base. So take a moment and go to the website and subscribe so you don't miss out and have a great week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information like this, again, visit our website, thehiddenorchard.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter and look out for other articles posted there throughout the weeks. Reach out to us and let us know what you think of the show. Until next time. Have a great week.